Hello, and welcome to another episode of Jackson Talks. Everybody, with me, your host, Jackson Stone. Today is episode number 83 of Jackson Talks, everybody, and I'm recording this episode on January 24th, 2022. I just got back yesterday from a beautiful trip to Colorado Springs and Woodland Park with my girlfriend and a couple of friends. The episode I recorded with Tyler Shannon, which is episode number 82, we recorded in the cabin in Woodland Park. And now I'm here back home feeling love and beautiful vibes and very encouraged about life and how magical and beautiful the world is and nature is and the people around me. I'm very blessed and grateful to feel and share the love I have in my life with magical and beautiful people and going on trips like that um, is really, really reinforces that passion and meaning that I have in my life. And I'm very grateful for that. <clears throat> and so now today I have something very specific I want to talk to you about. Um, and hold on one second. My computer here. Got some notes on my laptop that I want to share with you. So let me get that back and fired up. Okay, we're ready to go. Today, again, like I shared, is episode 83 of Jackson Talks, everybody. And I want to go over a thread that I read on Twitter from one of my most favorite people that I follow. Her name is Dr. Emily Anholt. Um, she is a psychoanalytic psychologist, and she is also the co-founder and CCO of COA which is basically a mental health gym. It's an emotional fitness gym where you can work on your emotional well-being, your mental well-being, your mental health. So I encourage you to check her out on, on Twitter. She posts some really amazing um, psychology threads that are simple and easy to understand, like one I'm going to go over today. And you can, you can go join COA, which is a beautiful mental fitness gym. And they have a website and classes that you can take. And it's, it's really quite cool. So <clears throat> I'm going to go over a, a thread that she posted on January 18th, 2022. Um, and the name of the thread, how she says it is, there's a whole lot of live, laugh, love, pop psychology bullshit out there. It's time to bust some myths. So here's some myths. I'm going to go through them, kind of explain them, read to you what she says, and then we'll go from there. So myth number one, myth number one. Don't feed negative thoughts and they won't grow. The truth actually is that the buildup of unthought thoughts and unfelt feelings is what causes most of our emotional struggles. So avoiding the tough emotions, pushing everything down, pretending like everything is okay is what causes most of our emotional struggles. So what we actually need to do is explore those negative thoughts with compassion and with a compassionate other. And we need to stop telling people to suck it up or to silence themselves or just man up or to always be positive. These things aren't helpful because when we shove our emotions down and we don't deal with them head on, voluntarily, we don't deal with our negative emotions, then they build up our body and they manifest in other ways, whether it be in a physical manifestation or they manifest in anger and resentment and bitterness. And so the truth is, is that we have to explore safely and compassionately with ourselves and with others, our negative emotions. And we have to voluntarily do that in a safe, controlled, productive, incremental way. 
Boom. That's number one. Number two, myth number two, you should always strive for happiness. The truth is, according to Emily, is that our culture fetishizes happiness. Like if we're not happy in every single moment, we're broken. That is just absolutely untrue. Happiness is an elevated state. It's a fleeting emotion. We're not meant to exist in happiness all of the time. Instead, we strive for balance. I don't want to be happy all the time. I want to experience life in its full entirety. I want to experience different emotions via different experiences. If something bad happens or something terrible happens or something traumatic happens in my life, I want to be able to feel that. I want to feel that emotion, even though it's hard and painful. And when something good happens, I want to feel that happiness, but I strive for meaning. I strive for fulfillment. I strive for responsibility. I aim at what my values are each and every day. I'm not always happy. I'm not always anything. Always and never are rarely used, right? We want to strive for balance. We want to strive for harmony in our life. That's really what it's about. Number three, myth number three. No one will love you until you learn to love yourself. Truth is, we learn to love ourselves through the love we receive from others, ideally starting with our caregivers, right? It's important to love yourself, to love and accept yourself fully. But that doesn't mean that if you're not fully there that no one else will love you. No, we can learn to love ourselves. That's a process, that's an ongoing lifelong journey of loving ourselves, of accepting ourselves while we're receiving loves from others. And ideally that should start when we are children, but some uh, environments and caregivers and uh, upbringings aren't that way because there's many different factors to that or why, but I think everyone is doing the best they can. And so we try to surround ourselves with people who love you while you learn to love yourself. And that can be done in unison. That's really what intimate, close, important social relationships are about. You're learning to love yourself more and fully and completely every single day while you're surrounding yourself with also people who love, support, and nurture that growth in you. Myth, next one, next myth. I think this is four. You shouldn't worry about what other people think of you. It only matters what you think of yourself. The truth is, we all care about what other people think of us. It's the most human thing there is. Our relationship to ourself and others both matter. So this is an interesting one because I think it goes both ways. I think you can't always worry about what other people think of you because it'll hold you back from doing the things that you want to do in life. But you should also care about other people's feelings and emotions and have empathy for what they say to you. If we just completely disregard everything that anyone ever says to us, we're not gonna be really living on, on, the, on the right path with the right aim because we're not taking in any feedback or criticism or compliments or praise or whatever the case may be from anyone else. We're just like, fuck it. I don't care what anyone thinks of me. Mm, that's not true. What is true is that you should be confident and... Um, accepting and loving of yourself similar to the last one ensuring yourself and who you are and who you want to be and what your values are and so that it shouldn't other people's opinion of you shouldn't stop you from aiming at the things that you hold to be valuable 
but you should still take other people's opinions into consideration because social connection and relationships are one of the most important things that we have as humans and having empathy for another is extraordinarily important. So our relationships to ourself, our relationship to ourself is extremely important, but our relationship to others is also extremely important. They both matter. Next one, two more. Myth, depression is just a chemical imbalance. The truth is, Depression is a symptom signal of underlying pain, unresolved issues, and unmet needs. Treating it as an isolated biological phenomenon further quiets an important request for support. So yes, depression may be a chemical imbalance in the brain, but it's not just that. It's a warning signal of telling you that you need to look here. There's a reason why. There's underlying pain. There's unresolved issues. There's trauma that you haven't dealt with. There's unmet needs. There's not love there, support or care, right? All of these things go into play when speaking about someone suffering from a major depressive order. It's not just one thing. It's a multitude of things. And we have to look deeper underneath that to see what the warning signal is, what the symptom signal is, and how we can resolve some of that, those underlying issues, some of that underlying pain, and some of those unmet needs we can't treat it as an isolated biological phenomenon because that that um, quiets down people's requests for support. It furthers the stigma surrounding mental health and seeking care for our mental health. And I think that's very important. Last one. Myth. The last myth. The past doesn't matter. Look forward and keep moving. The past does matter. The truth is our past is a blueprint we build our present on. We are a product of our experiences and circumstances and to change our future, we need to understand and often grieve our past. So there's a difference between living in the past and reflecting on the past and using that reflection of the past as a vehicle to move forward to a better life, okay? There's a saying in AA, it goes, if you have one foot in the past and one foot in the future, you're peeing on the present. The present is all we have. The present is now. The present is always a gift. And we wanna live moment to moment to moment to moment to moment. But in order to reach what our infinite potential truly is, to reach the best version of ourselves and show up there consistently is to reflect on our experiences and circumstances of the past and write those things down, journal it out and understand how you can use those circumstances and experiences that you've reflected on in your past to move you towards a better future, the one that you see yourself being, the one where it's infinitely potential to show up as the best version of yourself on a consistent basis. So those are a few myths that Dr. Emily talks about on her thread. Again, I urge you to follow her on Twitter. She's amazing. Um, and those are just some, some of the myths um, that, could be, that could be busted, some pop psych myths. <clears throat> if you have any more, comment, DM me, let me know what you think. Today is a very short and concise episode. I just wanted to share those things with you because she's a, she's a doctor. She's a psychoanalytic psychologist, so what she says uh, is very important. And I read a lot of her threads and I study a lot of her material. And I just wanted to relay that to you guys because I thought that thread was extremely valuable and interesting to uh, what we might see or read on Instagram and social media, sometimes not always true. And it's important to dig a bit deeper 
on those threads or Instagram posts that you see on Twitter and Instagram to how it resonates with you, what's true, what's backed by science, what's backed by research, and what actually is something that you can use and utilize in your own life to develop more resiliency and help your own mental health in this ongoing journey of taking care of yourself and becoming you know, the best version of you. So cheers. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I'm grateful for this community that we have on Jackson Talks, everybody. See you in episode 84. This was episode number 83. Much love to you. Give us a review or rate us on Apple. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go to jacksontalkseverybody.com to watch every single episode or Apple, Spotify, YouTube. And check out my reading list and also subscribe to the newsletter at jacksonstone.net. Cheers.